opposite parts of the country, and we're inviting you to listen in on our conversation about everything from money and manifesting to dating and big life changes. We'll offer two different perspectives to help you navigate whatever it is you're going through. Because we've likely been there, done that, or are going through it too. Whether you have a sister or not, you'll either relate or feel like you do as you listen in each week to new episodes. So welcome to Go Call Your Sister. Let's have some fun. I feel like I just took a deep exhale. I am literally in such a zen mindset right now. I'm. It's incredible. I mean, I feel like I just got out of a meditation after talking to her for the last hour. <laughs> I absolutely have fangirled over this episode. I sat in my car yesterday when I – so I was actually doing one of Lucy's meditations. Um, I've done her meditations for years, literally. Like her telling the story that she just started doing this like two and a half years ago. You I must think have been that the I've first been, listener. Yeah. I Now I think back on I'm like, wow, I think I was probably the OG listener. But – um. I was doing her meditation yesterday morning and it came to me and I was like, and I kind of put a poll on Instagram, what do people want to hear? And a lot of people were very interested in like the manifestation episode and they were like, I want to hear more about things in that realm. And I was doing Lucy's meditation and it came to me and I just thought, I would love to ask her to be on the podcast because I love her. She's changed my life in so many ways that I don't even think she was aware of. So I just kind of shot my shot, did some manifesting, reached out, and she sent me a voice memo back, and I was playing it in my car, and it was like Justin Bieber had sent me a voice memo. Like, I was freaking out and just hearing her talk to me. I know that voice. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that voice is like my guiding voice, my guiding light, and she's talking to me, and it just worked out so well, and uh, I'm just such a huge fan of Lucy, and she really has changed a lot in my life and really helped me when I was in some dark places and helped me when I was in some good places. So it's really excited for her to be on the podcast today. Yeah, I know. I love all of her meditations. She has the most calming voice and just peaceful, like loving presence. I just absolutely love talking with her. And I think that for people that are interested in getting into meditating, guided meditations are the place to start. And I feel like she makes yeah. it so easy. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the world of meditation can seem a little bit intimidating. People think, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not woo-woo enough for that and whatever. But starting off with a guided meditation is how you get comfortable. You know, someone's leading you. It's almost like you're in a class. And I shared the story during the interview of the first like time I ever meditated, with, which was in a class. So doing guided meditations is the best way to start, in my opinion, because someone's kind of telling you exactly what to do and how to how to breathe, how to think. And I just think personally, Lucy's are my favorite. Um, I share them on my Instagram story all the time. I just put on my story. I was like, I'm fangirling over this week's episode. And (laughs) I think people will see that and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. Great. Great episode. Um, Allie just dropped her AirPods. So what'd you say? I said, Allie just dropped her AirPods. (laughs) Sorry. I went down. Um, I know. And for me, for me, oh shit, there we go again. Oh my um, gosh. Allie's AirPods guys are like flying out of her ears. <laughs> I must have a weird shaped ear because I cannot get the AirPods to stay in. Like I can't even <laughs> run with them because they just plop right out. Um, oh lordy. Oh gosh. Um, well, something's wrong with my ear canal. Um, but anyway, I was just going to say, you know, 
when I meditate in the mornings, I can tell such a difference like if I skip it because it really just like gets me in the right headspace for the day and it really starts off the day on, you know, with positive self-talk and self-love and I'm like why would you want to start out the day feeling anything else? You know, like you can get on Instagram, start scrolling, feel jealousy and just, you know, whatever else you feel looking at Instagram. And, you know, all of those are negative emotions, but starting on the higher end of the emotional frequency scale, I think is so important. Yeah. And I like to be like vulnerable and real on here and my Instagram. And I'm not a perfect meditator by any means. Like there's plenty of mornings I wake up and I start my day with TikTok and I'm like, why? Why did I do this to myself? So I can tell the mornings that I start off with a guided meditation as opposed to, you know, scrolling seeing 25 million things. I've already interacted with like 300 people by the time I've gotten out of bed. Just starting having that intentional time to- Just for you. To relax, yeah. And I remember when I got into meditating, I was like in a really dark place and I had just like went through a really terrible breakup and I was really lost. But you don't have to necessarily be in like a dark spot to start. You know, you could feel, Mm -hmm. oh, everything's kind of going well, but just adding it to your day is- Gratitude meditation. Yeah. Great, great, gorgeous, gorgeous girls meditate. It's a TikTok. That's a TikTok thing if you don't know. I don't know. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. <laughs> um, uh, one thing about Bird when she meditates is she falls asleep <laughs> 90% of the time. When we were in Haleakala in Hawaii, Bird was like, oh, my God, like, this is such a spiritual place. Like, let's meditate. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. So me, Bird, and Perry are sitting in the car meditating, waiting for the sunset. And it wasn't even a long one, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes. And I look over, and Bird is, like, snoring with her mouth open. (laughs) You know what? Find peace however you want to find it. If it's in a a nap, (laughs) great. If it's in a meditation, awesome. And to be fair, to be absolutely fair, we were running around like a million miles an hour in Maui and it was frigid. I know we talked about this in the Hawaii episode, but you know what? I felt at peace and Lucy's and Lucy has actually a um a sleep meditation, like a sleep hypnosis meditation. And I swear Libby does it like every single night and I find myself doing that a lot. So even if you know you're looking at meditation because you're having trouble sleeping. I know, Allie, you talked about that last week. That's Mm -hmm. a great resource too. So you can implement meditation into all times of your day, you know. What's happening with your hair right now? (laughs) Tell the people. (laughs) So, yeah, I just did the whole interview with Lucy with um, two, like, (laughs) fatty clips at the top of my head because I was at the studio the other day and they told me – and I have a cow lick and I was like, I never get my baby hairs to stay down – They told me you can train your hair to lie flat if you put (laughs) clips in them. So I have two like rectangular clips at the like root of my like my middle part and I'm training my hair to lie flat. It's cute. Real cute. That's it. Well, thank you. I did something today, which is why my face is so shiny right now. I got my eyebrows laminated. Mm. I'm getting mine done in Nashville tomorrow. Um, I'm coming to see you. Where are you going? I like brow – was it brow wow? Wow brow? Oh, that's right. That's right. And it's in the mall and it's like the best place ever. And I even made a TikTok about it one time. I was like, come with me on a self-care day in Nashville. And I went to wow brow and I just was like – it was part of my self-care day. And then I went back and they're like, we saw your TikTok. Thank you for including us in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it was an honor. 
they kill the brows they slay so if you're in nashville and it's very it's very affordable it's like 15 dollars. they do threading so yeah well i went to anastasia anastasia not really sure um in nashville having trouble are you having trouble pronouncing (laughs) (laughs) whatever sorry Anyway, and they laminated my brows, which is basically like a perm for your eyebrows, and it keeps them in place. Um, mine are very thick, and I'm excited about it. I have a traumatic perm story. I'll just go ahead and share like super quick. <laughs> but um, last year, this company reached out to me on Instagram, and they did eyelash um, lifts oh, yeah. kits. And I love getting lash lifts because you don't have to wear you know mascara, and it's really nice. But they sent me a kit, so we're at home, and like it was me, Perry, and Libby who did it. And I think we were very hungover also this morning. I don't know why we just decided this was the morning to full send an at home eye eyelash lift. Um, but we did it the lift and we really messed ourselves up. Like I, I t- emailed the company. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't even post about this because it was such a bad experience. This is definitely a service you should seek professional help, but it went so badly. So like, first off, me and Perry had this like terrible reaction. We thought, I, I thought Perry was going to go to the hospital. She was, her eyes were swollen shut. And then Libby has such like beautiful long lashes, but we accidentally lifted her top and bottom lashes. So her bottom <laughs> lashes were like sticking straight up like into her eyeball. Um, yeah. So eyebrow lamination, lash lifts, go, go find someone. Seek you know, professional services. Yeah. Okay. Before we kick off the episode, I think we should share our highs and lows of the week. Okay. You go first. I'm going to think about mine. To start? No. I okay. want you to go first. Cool. All right. Perf. Let's see. So we're recording this episode on Thursday because tomorrow I'm going to Nashville for Allie's Christmas lights party we spoke about in last week's episode. But I think my high of just like this week thus far, even though it's only Thursday, would just be I was at home. Um, I had a lot of quality time with my mom and dad this week, which was really nice. My dad and I had like a steak and movie night. Last night we watched a football movie. It was like very us. That sounds nice. Which one? Yeah. um, Rudy. Oh, it was really good. I'd never seen it. Um, Yeah. And just like being at home this week and kind of like every night has been really chill and just like resting. So that's probably my high is just like being with mom and dad and like having a chill week and my low. um, I just have been really tired this week, even though I just said I did a lot of resting. Like (laughs) I I know that contradicts one another, but just like I think I've tried to fit in a lot this week as well because I'm because I'm going to Nashville tomorrow and then I'm leaving for Colorado for a week. So, yeah, feeling kind of like run down, but run down from good things. So I think I need to go to sleep earlier. It's crazy because my like creative brain likes to turn on at 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. So like I'm in bed and it's like 10 o'clock and I'm exhausted. And as soon as I close my eyes, I'm like, I just had the best idea for a video I should make. And I'm like, I find myself like making TikTok until like 2 a.m. And I'm like, what am I doing? But it's like my brain is so creative at night. I know. I'm such a morning person that I get all of my creative ideas at like 5 a.m. But then sometimes I get a second wind at like 10 o'clock at night. So it really just depends. Yeah. I just, it just happens like that. But it is what it is. And my, I also, also did a pop-up this week for Exosar Car and that was really oh, fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of good things this week, um, more than lows. So my low is just my lack of sleep, but that's kind of on me. So what about you? What's your high? 
Um, okay, I think my high is that this week I've gotten to do a lot of Christmas festivities. and Yeah, you have. You have really done that. Yeah, we went to the – what was that, like Tuesday night? We went to uh, this pop-up Christmas bar at – the JW Marriott. It's really cool. They do like an LED screen basically around the whole room and they show different Christmas scenes um, and have like a Christmas themed menu. So we did that. And then we went to the Hermitage Hotel. They always have beautiful Christmas decorations. And then last night we went to the Bobby Hotel's pop-up bar on the roof. It's like a camp theme, like a winter, winter camp. I had spiked hot chocolate. But yeah, everywhere in Nashville does like a pop-up Christmas bar. I really love it. Yeah, I'm big fan of a pop-up bar. Huge fan. But yeah, you've been like the Christmas elf this week. Call me elf on shelf. <laughs> Allie the elf. <laughs> Every night. So yeah, I'm excited to come get my Christmas fix um, this weekend. And I guess that leads into something that I'm excited about, which would be my trip to Nashville tomorrow. I'm flying in the morning, this like really clutch airline from Tupelo called Contour. And um, I'm getting to see Libby again, and I'm going to go have lunch with you and Wynn and just, yeah, be with all my people that I love. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. What are you excited about? Well, I think I said last week I'm excited about my party, which I am still excited about. But I think also I'm really excited to see my friends that I haven't seen in a long time that are coming in for the party. And then you are coming from Oxford, even though I just saw you last week. (laughs) The whole crew, I know, I'm like, I saw Libby on Monday and you, and I'm like, hi again, I'm back. But yeah, I love your friends. They're literally so amazing. I'm I'm probably equally as excited to see them. So lots of good things going on this week. Everyone's Christmas commitment levels are like 110. So shout out to the squad for that one. Lots of good things going on. Lots of good things to look forward to. Um, And this episode is something that I'm already looking forward to listening back through this episode because I thought it was one of my favorites so far. So Mm -hmm. Lucy is a meditation queen. She is the founder of Purely Being Guided Meditations on Spotify. She has a really amazing subscription service with a code that she shared with us in this episode. So that's so amazing. And she's just a really high vibrational individual and such a light just talking with her on this podcast and like seeing her on video and us just chatting with such a joy. And you can just feel how like high vibration that she has, you know? Oh, yeah. I feel like I came into this interview just like I've had a really long day. It's been stressful. And then after talking to her, I'm like, wow, I feel at such peace. Yeah. She just has that effect. Yeah. Those people that you're around, it's like you kind of like crave to be around them because they're like contagiously calm and they make you feel at peace. That's how I feel about Lucy. And now I feel like we're all friends. So I'm like really I know. overjoyed. I this is love her so much. Yeah. I know. We need more people like Lucy in our lives, people that you interact with and are immediately calm. I feel like I have too much of the opposite, people that you interact with and you're immediately anxious. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you find those people, they're like a safe space for you, kind of like a safe space for your brain. And that's amazing. I think that's a quality you should seek out in, in people. You know, I feel that around like you and like my best friends. I just feel like when I'm with you guys, it's like a deep exhale and I'm like, right. That's what I want to be for people. I want to be an exhale. Yeah. I don't want to be like an inhale, like, here we go. Oh, my God. Like, brace yourself. (laughs) Well, anyways, we are really excited to share this episode with you guys. We hope that you get as much out of it as we have. And if you're new to meditations, don't be nervous. This is for you. Meditations for everyone. Okay. 
Okay, well, Lucy, we were just gushing over you because Bird and I both listen to your meditations and it puts us in just the best headspace. So we are so honored to have you on our show. Oh, I am just honored to be here talking with people about topics like this, like meditation is just like the light of my life. I just love this kind of stuff. So thank you for having me. I think it was my sophomore year of college. I started like, it was the first time I ever experienced like having anxiety in my, like that I knew, you know, I recognized that it was um, anxiety. And I went to this, there was this place next where I was interning in Dallas, Texas, and it was a meditation studio. And I was just kind of at that point, like lost. I was like, I don't know what to do. I had like really tight chest, my shallow breathing, you know, and I went to this meditation studio and it was, I, I didn't know anything about meditation, but I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And I really enjoyed it. And so I went on Spotify and I think I typed in like anxiety meditation and I found yours as first that popped up. And it was, it's the only one I've really done since. I'm a huge fan and just really grateful that you're talking with us today. Oh, that that is so sweet and wonderful. And I think, you know, it really shows the power of each of our journeys because I went through something very similar to university was kind of that dark night of the soul time for me, um, which really led me to seek out solutions. And that's the kind of cool thing as you find those solutions, then you're able to um, share them with people who are then maybe going on that similar journey, just making that it that little bit easier for them to kind of find their center too. So I think, yeah, that's kind of the beauty. If you're in a hard time now, you never know how you'll be able to help someone later with what you learn from that time. Absolutely. I think we all, like for me, I have told my friends, you know, meditating has changed my life. Like it has given me such a calm. And so every time I'm with my friends, if if my friends are listening to this podcast, there's a hundred percent chance they've done one of your meditations with me because I'm like, <laughs> okay, guys, we should just sit down and do a meditation. So yes, I completely agree. So tell us about what is meditation for people that you know don't really know about it. Is it more than just sitting still and being quiet? What is what is meditation for you? Yes, totally. Um I guess my, my kind of formal definition is intentional focus. So intentionally directing your focus um, in a way to increase your awareness, to kind of build that awareness muscle. Um, and your awareness is really your ability to see yourself. So you're not just being in your experience. You're also kind of observing your experience. Um, and it's that metacognition that allows us to kind of go from being a robot. A lot of us were, you know, programmed from ages zero to seven. We just kind of do what we see around us and what we learn in the world. But as you begin to meditate, you have that little bit of space and you can start to become the programmer and um, even realize that you're you're not the robot. You're not the programmer. You're actually like the electricity kind of behind the whole experience. Um, so that was really long wordy thing, but I would, I would describe meditation as intentional focus. Um, and the stillness and the silence part, um, I would say they are essential. It's kind of boring and it's uncomfortable, incredibly uncomfortable, especially in the beginning, but I do see them as kind of that portals or as the portals to the spaciousness. And it's really in that space that, uh, awareness is cultivated. It's also in that space that you start to receive your your greater self so you start to receive 
um, like emotional, spiritual, physical healing, you know, your natural state is one of well-being. And so really it's just our own little tightness and imbalances and programming that prevents that natural well-being from being there. So meditation, you're slowing down, uh, you're introducing some form of stillness or silence or just a slight pause and relaxation. And when you do that, you're opening up your, your channel, so to speak. You're opening yourself up to the energy to flow through you in a way that brings you back into your, your well-being. Um, and I think, you know, the analogy of that, that jar with water in it and sand and rocks, if you shake it up, which is kind of like a busy mind, it's chaotic, it's sturdy, you can't really see through the water. But if you just let it be still for a few minutes, the, the dirt and the sand sink to the bottom and the water becomes clear. And our minds are a lot like that. So um, just that little bit of stillness and silence does allow for that clarity to come through. Wow. I've never heard that analogy before about the water. That's so true. And I just, I love listening to you talk. I'm already so relaxed. Just Yeah. I feel like I'm like in a, in a meditation <laughs> oh. currently. I'm like, yeah. But I agree. I think like today is like in the society today, we don't ever take time to just slow our minds. It's almost, it has like a bad connotation to be still in a rest because everyone's kind of like, go, 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 go. So meditation definitely has that power and I completely agree. So tell us a little bit about your journey with meditation. You know, how did you first become interested in it and kind of introduced into this whole world? Yes, for sure. I think, you know, like retrospectively, like most of the best things in my life, it was kind of accidental. Um, and so uh, it was mostly just curiosity. My mom taught me and two of my best friends, and it was actually them who had the interest in meditation. It was just for me, I was like, this is just something my mom does twice a day. It's happening in the background, but she taught us all. Wow, smart mom. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it was kind of her hero's journey. It was uh, having cancer that led her to kind of seek natural healing, which led her to Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Center, and that's where she learned. So wow. um, another kind of hard time that led to a lot of blessings for a lot of people, myself included. Um and so, yeah, just that night I tried, I sat down and said my Sanskrit mantra uh, for five minutes. It felt like an hour, just those five minutes. And I was like, nothing's happening. Um, I don't I don't get this. It doesn't work. But just that curiosity was just there in the background. And every once in a while before bed, I would try. And then one time I just had this feeling of like deep detachment and relaxation just washed over me. And there was just this feeling of awe, like, you know, I can feel this way. I can feel this good. And I did it just by, you know, repeating some silly words over and over in my mind. I created this feeling. Um, and like you, like I kind of lived with low level anxiety most of my life. I'm very sensitive to my environment. And so I was kind of always on guard. It was so these moments of meditation were the first time where I was like, whoa, there's another way of being in the world where you, you just feel good. You're not, you know, checking over your shoulder and stuff like that. Um, so it was that, that kind of, that curiosity that led me into it. And then um, just like you, university was a very intense time for me. Um, not even school, just like emotionally finding my purpose and my place in the world. And so meditation was just like that one island oasis that I could turn to and just like feel okay. Um, and then and then over time, I just started to do it more and more and more, eventually building a daily practice. 
And yeah, the rest is history. (laughs) Wow. I feel like that's been a recurring theme on our podcast recently is like how the dark times actually lead you to, you know, step into your biggest potential or see your biggest gift. So that's really cool that you said that about your mom. When I started meditating, I think I, I and I think it is encouraging to even hear you say, you know, I did it at first. I didn't really know because I think when you start to meditate, you're like, okay, I should be feeling this automatically, but you kind of have to try and try until you. And I, I remember the first time I ever meditated and hit that point of just like, I didn't feel like I was in my body. I was in this like almost like subconscious state of just like relaxation. And I was like, this is amazing, you know. And I can find this whenever I want. It's not, I don't, it's not hard to seek out. It's just taking that time to pause. And yeah. And it's so true. You know, I think we, we can make it kind of personal and like attach it to like um, our performance. Are we doing this right? Are we doing this good? But it's just the most natural thing in the world, kind of like slipping off to sleep. If you just give yourself that time to kind of slow down, like that's basically just what the mind naturally does as it, it eventually will get quiet. And um, I think in our busy Western world and air quotes, you know, like we're all moving around so quickly. So it might take us a little bit longer um, than say someone who lives like in the wilderness where it's peaceful and quiet all the time. But so just giving yourself that grace, like if you are a bit of a type A person, if you do live a busy life, it might take you a few more times. It might take you a little bit longer, but that place of peace is like, it's there for you. Like it's, it's in your biology. It's your birthright. Like we all We all have that within us. So kind of going off of that, what is your biggest piece of advice for someone that is new to meditating or what, you know, what steps should they take to get started? Because I feel like some people are so intimidated by it. Yeah, I think, I think it is scary. Like I think on a fundamental level that we don't always acknowledge when we talk about meditation is a lot of us spend a lot of our time kind of avoiding ourselves through and kind of numbing ourselves, numbing our emotions through like food and TV and apps and um, even just being with other people. Um, And there's kind of like that background awareness or a little bit of fear around facing yourself in the silence. And so I think, I think that's why I can feel a little bit resistant to do so. Um, And then certainly in the beginning, sometimes I forget what it's like to be a beginner, but I, every once in a while I have a flashback and I just remember like, you know, it, it was uncomfortable in my back, even like physically uncomfortable sitting still for that long. You kind of have to teach yourself to do that, first of all. And then my mind just running so much and little thoughts like I just eaten, but also it's like I'm hungry. You know, it gets really busy. So that first little while, I think um, my biggest advice would just be to be so gentle with yourself and just take all the judgment out of it. Like don't make it a goal or like don't put it on your to-do list. Almost more, see it more as like a gift you can give yourself. Like I'm tired of feeling, you know, tired and anxious all the time. I'm tired of feeling like far away from my true self. So I'm going to like, you know, take this journey to get to know myself better and like reclaim that peace, you know? So seeing it a little bit more as a gift just to create those positive feelings around it. And then also, knowing that when you first start start out, all of us have those feelings of like, am I doing this right? I must be doing this wrong. There's probably something wrong with me. Like other people can do it, but I can't, you know, it's just not for me. I'm like a busy person who thinks all the time. And the whole point of meditation is to become more aware. So just seeing even those thoughts, even the thoughts like I'm, I'm doing this wrong, like just, just watch that thought, you know, 
Um, and that's kind of the beauty. That's where the space is created of, of like, I'm a terrible meditator. Um, watch that thought too. Like, when is the time going to be over? Notice that too. You know, you're just starting to get fami- familiar with how your mind moves and all these voices that are there all the time, but you just kind of take as your own, but they're they're not really you. Um, and, and meditation allows you to see that like, whoa, that was kind of mean. Like, I would never say that to a friend. Why am I saying that to myself? You start to get that space. And when you kind of remove your identification with those voices, they they lose energy. They need your attention to keep going. Um, so when you withdraw your attention by just watching them, they start to dissipate. And over time, you'll just look at yourself in a mirror and it's like, oh, I have nothing bad to say about myself today. Like that's a new thing. And it it's not like you're purposely doing self-love techniques. You are just creating that space so that more natural you perspective can arise. And those um, voices that have been programmed into you from just a lifetime of being around other hurt people, hurting people, and everyone kind of stumbling and bumbling through this crazy life, you know, we all... Um, get a couple of nicks along the way, but those will start to heal in that spaciousness. Um, so yes, I would just say that to summarize, be so gentle with yourself and like give yourself like a year in your head to like reach the meditative state. Don't think it has to be your first session. Like you never know when it'll happen. Even with me, sometimes I just sit for 20 minutes and like think that still happens to me. Um, but the more you do it, the easier it does get for sure. And it will eventually come. And often the point when your thoughts, you're thinking the most or judging your experience the hardest, that's kind of like the darkest before the dawn point. So like when you notice that, like right when you want to give up, hold on for an extra minute or two. It's kind of like, you know, when you go for a run, like that last hundred yards or the last 10%, no matter the distance, it's like that last 10% is so hard. Um, But you're kind of like a rocket ship breaking through the atmosphere. And if you can just hold on in that time of most discomfort and just like stick with it, keep watching, that's often the exact moment where things um, break through, break free and open up. I remember when I first started meditating, um, someone told me that to think of it as kind of like a movie theater and you and your true self were sitting back and then you were watching these thoughts like flash on the screen and you could just see them like come up and go away. And I thought that that really went along with what you said. And I do think that that is the point where you start to separate your negative voices that you hear or your your negative self-talk from, you know, who you are. So I love that you said that. You know, having those visuals can be so helpful, especially for a visual person. But, you know, there's like the sky watching the clouds. You can kind of see like your mood, like the weather. You're just watching the weather, not judging it like, oh, you know, it's raining that's okay. Um, Rain is important too. And same with your thoughts or like leaves in the stream, just watching them float by. So if you can find a metaphor like that and connect with it, I think that in and of of itself creates a bit of space between you and your thoughts and makes it easier to witness them without identifying with them. Mm -hmm. We talked about um, self-talk a little bit in our two podcasts ago with the um, manifesting episode that we did. And I think it is so important because people, especially younger people, they really battle with you know, negative self-talk. It's almost like it's programmed in our brain. We're seeing all these things. Oh, we should be better. I should do this. I, And I think people wonder like, okay, yes, I have negative self-talk. I don't know how to fix that. And so meditating, it's not that you're 
doing all these self-talk, really focused things, but just finding that time, especially your guided meditations, a lot of them are about loving yourself. You know, I'm, I'm enough and all these things. And once you hear that enough, it's like you are reprogramming and that's how you get on the path of, you know, more positive self-talk and that, that affects so many things in your day. It's how you treat other people, how you treat yourself. So yeah, I think oh, that's really great. 1000%. I, I remember noticing that with like yoga as well. It's like I was showing up to the yoga classes, um, but something was changing in me while I was doing that. All of a sudden, I just, you know, felt better more of the time. And it's the same with meditation. Like you just have to show up and um, be with the experience. And over time, people will just start to make comments to you like, like you're so Zen all the time or all of a sudden, or like, you just seem really happy lately. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess I am, you know? And like, the only thing that's changed is you're just, you know, getting to know yourself, sitting with yourself, observing yourself and all this like magic starts to happen. So yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm not even a hundred percent sure how that happens, but I know that it does. And it's a fairly consistent experience across the board. Absolutely. Here for the magic, for sure. (laughs) Oh, yes. It is really cool because when you are in that meditative state and you're listening to affirmations and like your guided meditations, like Bird was just talking about with um, self-love, you kind of start to have those um, mantras or affirmations sink into your subconscious. So then those are the voices that are playing when you're not thinking about what you're thinking about, which is really cool to see in time. Yeah. And when those negative voices do pop up, you can kind of say, hey, that's not it. That's, you know, that's a false narrative. That's not what I'm living by. And you can send those thoughts away and then simple as that. It's so so true. Yeah, it really is that simple. And like, we're so, we're such complex beings. So it can feel like a little bit like peeling an onion back, but it really is just those little moments of shifting here and there, just being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, do I want to like believe that or say those kinds of things to myself? No, just that little moment, that little bit of space can rewrite like a whole program if you just do that two or three times and then that thought's just gone from your awareness, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what inspired you to begin purely being guided meditations? What I know you were doing it in your day-to-day life. What made you think, hey, I want to share this with others? Yes, completely. Um, Yeah, it's definitely been kind of a a non-linear journey in that sense. But I think during um, those dark nights of the soul where I was just suffering uh, internally, I had this really strong desire to start helping people. It was kind of like this sense, you know, if my life is so blessed and I'm feeling this way, like how is anyone making it through their day? Like, because there's so many people with, with much more complex and difficult circumstances than me. So just this, like this fire was lit, like I'm going to find a way to be happy and then I'm going to show other people too, if I can find it. So that was, Um, in my late teens, early 20s, that was really on my mind, along with the question, what is my purpose? (laughs) Um, And eventually, I wanted to start like a health and well-being blog. Um, I did. I never published it, but I did start one. Um, Time went by, and my my best friend and I created a YouTube channel, also health and wellness based. So I was kind of moving into that sphere alongside my university degree in sustainability and agriculture. Um, But eventually I ended up creating my own YouTube channel and a Patreon. And I was wondering like, what am I going to give people on Patreon as like a gift for supporting me? And um, I just thought like, oh, 
you know, maybe I'll make some meditations because I had done my yoga teacher training and all the feedback from the other girls in the training was like, I love listening to you. Have you ever thought about making meditations? And, and I hadn't because my, my meditation practice was mostly just me sitting quietly. Um, but just that little voice kind of came in back the back of my head during that time when I was wondering what to do for Patreon. And so I did create them for my five supporters, two of which were related to me. Uh, and one of the feedback uh, pieces of feedback I got from uh, my friend, she said, like, these are these are too good for just like the five of us, like more people need to listen to these meditations. And so I started to post them publicly on my blog and the following grew there. And one of my lovely listeners said, like, I'm always on Spotify is there any way you could put these on Spotify? And so I tried to put them on as songs at first, um, but you need a recording label to do that. And they're not really songs. So, but Spotify had just released um, this podcasting feature. And so I was like, oh, I'll just kind of sneak them in as like a little podcast here. And that's how it became a podcast. I definitely wasn't calling myself a podcast from the beginning or anything like that. It's just more like, oh, now the meditations are more available everywhere. Um, yeah, so it was all very like accidental, I would say, in that sense. Um, one thing kind of leading leading to another. And it's been over three and a half years since I started creating them. And then they've been on Spotify for probably two and a half years now. Wow. Well, I'm so glad you decided to share them because we love them. Oh. My, my favorite one is actually your energy alignment meditation. I did that one this morning. I do that one quite frequently. But I did want to ask you, like, what is alignment and how does meditation help you get into alignment so that you can manifest whatever you want? Yeah, I would say alignment is like you, you undistorted, like you without any noise. Um, you in harmony with maybe what you could call like your higher self, your heart, like everything is like all your energy is flowing in one direction. You're kind of not like opposing yourself um, with judgment or anything like that. So I would say it's like it's you with your your channel open and it's like your most natural and true state of being. And so um, we all have moments of alignment, like where you when you just feel good. You could say like, okay, I'm in, a, I'm in alignment would be another way of saying that when you just feel like happy and balanced and good for whatever reason. And meditation, kind of like what we talked about before, is good for um, allowing that alignment to take place is because it creates the space for the true you to just be there. Like who you, who you already are is this balanced, bright, peaceful being. And it's kind of like we get you know, you're going to get covered with some mud over time. You, you create these stories about yourself that a lot of which probably aren't true and all these kinds of beliefs. But alignment is kind of like you in your essence, like you in your heart space. And the reason it's so powerful is because energy, like there is a scale of frequency um, that's translated as emotion and it's logarithmic. So like happiness has like energetically happiness has like exponentially more power um, than shame. So it's, it's a very, it's a much higher, bigger frequency with a lot more pulling power. And so alignment is you in kind of that expanded high vibrational frequency. And when you're aligned, you're connected to your power. You have that exponential leverage to the point that you don't really need to do so much to say manifest 
what you want. You're just naturally um, like a magnet for it. And so um, I don't know if you found this, like when you're just feeling good, things just seem to work out. Like someone you needed to call calls you or all of a sudden you just have this like one answer that solves like 10 problems in your business or something like that. So alignment is like this high leverage state of being of just you being in alignment with you. That's so amazing. I think that that goes along. Um, we've we kind of, at each episode, we try to focus on something that we're really passionate about. And Allie, she introduced me to manifesting. So we did a manifesting episode, but I do think that it, it all starts with you and being aligned. And it is so true. It's kind of like, oh, I had a good day and things just kind of naturally came, but there's, you know, breaking it down it is how aligned you are in your energy. So yeah. I really think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's so true. And we like, we're literally manifesting every moment like we're like these like radio towers beaming out a frequency um via our emotions like our emotions are the magnet attracting so if like you're feeling like a victim you probably you might just attract someone who does something kind of not like rude or says something rude um whereas when you're feeling empowered you're probably going to be getting a lot of compliments that day and it's not like you're more worthy when you're feeling empowered that's just the the signal you're putting out and that's what you're getting back so when you elevate your frequency and you come into alignment with who you truly are that kind of bright spacious powerful being you're attracting that elevated experience um that's in alignment with with what you desire. Like the the aligned version of you is already a living match to the frequency of what you want. Like where this the the desire and the fulfillment of it are one and the same. And so the closer you are to your center, to yourself, um, the more of a match you are to what you're desiring to manifest. I th- I feel like people don't realize how powerful they are. You know, like like you said, you are creating your reality. And I think when you are in meditation, you're able to, I mean, I can tell when I'm on the lower end of the emotional vibrations, you know, if I'm feeling just like annoyed or frustrated and it's like, okay, let me reel this in. Let me sit down. Let me take a moment for myself. And then you can, you know, whether you're sitting in silence or listening to a guided meditation, you can kind of shift so that you're realigned with those higher frequencies. It's so true. And and that's kind of the kicker of it too, is like the, the, the frequency you're in is like what you have access to. So when you're feeling really low, like the thoughts you have access to of like your own bank of thoughts are like all the self-depreciating negative judgmental ones um, versus like when you're feeling good, it's like, I can't even remember why I was annoyed at that person. Like I literally can't remember. I just feel so good. Um, and that's where meditation kind of it all comes back to meditation in the sense that it builds awareness and that metacognition so you see okay I'm not feeling very good I'm being mean to myself and that spaciousness of awareness allows you to do something different now so as whereas you would have used to just let the let the tape play play out now you're like wait a second I don't like this song at all I think I'm gonna change it to something different you know I'm just going to like, yeah, meditate or um, go outside and just move my body. And that pattern interrupt allows you to move to a different frequency that just um, serves you better overall. So true. And I think that we often forget we have that power inside us. It's not, you know, try again tomorrow. No, like try right now. We got it. We can turn around. It's not, we're never stuck. You know, I think that feeling and people think it's the end point. It's just the middle. And then you can decide, where's my day going to go from here? Am I going to 
rewrite the story or am I to keep living in this like kind of low vibration? So it's so I really true. love that. I think that's a really good point. And I, I think there's like a voice whenever we're like in a low state, I still hear this voice to this date that like tells you you're going to be there forever. When like literally like five minutes later, like you could ship, like you maybe you just need like a snack, <laughs> honestly, like that could be enough or some water. Um, so just being mindful of that, like when you're feeling low, it kind of, those glasses go on and your whole life looks bleak. Um, but that's just, that's just not the truth. Those are just the glasses you have on that you're seeing through. And so to just be aware that, yeah, there's kind of that sense that when you're feeling bad, you think it's going to be forever, but it could literally change in the instant. We do have that power, like you said. And I think we just need to remind ourselves and each other that everything can change um, once you start to move more in the direction of what you want. Yeah, I think identifying, you know, where you want to be on that scale is a big component to that too. So true. Yeah. So I saw on your, um, on Spotify that you're now offering a subscription service. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you're kind of doing now? Yes, of course. I like literally um, just transitioned over to a subscription model. Um, So what that looks like now is the first meditation of the month is free for everyone, free for the public. Um, And the following three are um, based around a subscription that's $4.99 a month in Canadian dollars. Um, And yeah, for me, I've always wanted to create some kind of subscription platform. So I was always kind of looking around, but Spotify recently unrolled the option to do so. Um, And so just kind of creating that full circle energetic loop, you know, I've really been overcoming in the last couple of years, a lot of my kind of lack beliefs and just um, overcoming this belief that I have to be like, um, like a martyr, like always just giving, giving, giving. That's what a good person does. And just kind of recognizing that it's a more kind of correct and complete energetic picture when it, the energy is moving in both directions. It's actually healthier for everyone involved. So that was kind of the the evolution of that. Um, uh, but I made sure to keep like the the 20 top listener favorites free and available to everyone. Um, Cause I want, I want, I don't want the, the cost to be an obstacle to people getting that experience of being able to connect to themselves. Um, of course, you don't need me to connect to yourself at all. You just need to sit and be with yourself and the magic will happen. But I know that um, like I still use guided meditations to this day too. They can sometimes be helpful for that time when, you know, you can just kind of tell it's probably not going to happen in this moment for me to like get into that Zen place. And it's nice to kind of just turn off and let someone kind of take you there. And then from there, even then it might be easier to take five minutes and just sit with yourself and observe. Yeah. What is your daily meditation practice? For sure. Yeah. It it kind of looks a little different every day, but I do do it every morning first thing. That's kind of my priority. I make a little tea and then I sit down on the couch. Um, And for me, I'm kind of like hearing is kind of probably my strongest sense. So I love to listen for a sound that kind of drops me into a calmer state. Like if I can sit outside, I love listening to the birds and that kind of gets my mind to slow down, to get quiet, or I could just listen to the dishwasher or like a fan or put on um, some music. And then I just let it happen. I don't set a timer or anything like that anymore. And so sometimes it's 20 minutes, sometimes it's an hour that I'll sit there. 
thoughts definitely come in and out. Sometimes I do some visioning, but I kind of, I'm in a place now where I kind of, I just say like spirit, you know, like you're in charge of this meditation. Just, you know, let it go where it goes and kind of let my inner being, my higher self guide it. And I often, that's kind of where I, where I get my best ideas too. So I'm often like sitting there and then I'm going to my journal and writing something down, kind of like solutions or ideas for new content. So it's kind of like my creative idea generation station too. And, um, yeah, that's basically basically what it is these days. And then sometimes in the evening before bed, I'll just sit and breathe. And that just kind of sends me right off. Yeah, I I think morning is key because I can tell the mornings that I don't start off well. You know, I get on my phone and I'm scrolling and I'm just like, ah, I did not start this off. So just kind of making that little practice and implementing it into your day. I think it. I can tell 100% when I start my day off on the right track or if I kind of, and the, the good thing is, so even if I started on the wrong track, I can always turn it around and put that meditation on something actually really crazy about your meditation. So I moved to Hawaii and, um, in July after I graduated, I'm home right now, but I moved in July and with my best friend and I really looked for signs, you know, Hawaii is a very magnetic place. And I was feeling like a lot of the, my decisions were being guided by like signs and, you know, prayer and things. And, so crazy. I My first night in Hawaii, I sat in my bed and I was like, this is so new. I'm, I'm kind of out of my element. I'm feeling that anxiety creep in. I go on Spotify and you had put out Hawaiian sound meditation like that day. I was like, okay, Lucy's sending me these signs. Like I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. Oh my goodness. And everything is, everything is in alignment. Yes. Yeah. Hawaii is, is 1000% my happiness and my my dream home destination too. And I think, you know, that's kind of cool when it comes to what meditation to post each week. I always, it's like it chooses itself. It's not me being like, oh, well, it's, you know, October, it's fall, I should make a fall Thanksgiving themed meditation. Like there's always just like this one idea that like won't leave my head. And so that's what I go with. And it's shocking how often people like message me just saying like, oh my goodness, like this is exactly what I needed or I was thinking about or, um, so it's kind of cool how connected we all are, uh, in that way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the listeners summon the meditation <laughs> forth and I'm just, I'm just the one there to, to speak it out. I couldn't even believe my eyes. I was like, I remember real. listening to that one when I got back from Hawaii. I was like so sad not to be there anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. But I also love the one um, you – I think it's based off of Joe Dispenza's about feeling your emotion and really like sitting and like, okay, what does this feel like? Like, you know, when you meditate, it's not like you're just sitting there being quiet, but you really are kind of putting yourself into that emotional state and sitting with it. Like, okay, what does – being joyful feel like? Like, what is my body doing? And it's so rare that we actually sit with ourselves and are in our bodies, you know? It's so true. It's like, it's kind of shocking how mental we've become as a society. Like we, we even take that over how you feel in your body. It's like someone says this is good, but it feels so off to me. And we would actually take, you know, the mental thought that this is supposed to be good over your actual experience of something or, and so I think, yeah, reteaching ourselves to be comfortable and safe in those emotions. Um, you know, like as kids, like quite often, like you, your emotions are just running free. You're really happy, but then your parent could come in and like yell at you right then. And you all of a sudden start to feel like, oh, it's not safe to be 
joyful or, you know, for boys, you could get being teased for being like girly if you're too happy and playful. So we kind of learn all these things and it stops feeling safe to be happy or confident in yourself. Oh, you're narcissistic. Um, so we kind of stay in these like neutral limbo, socially acceptable zone, which doesn't feel all that great. Um, and so a lot of the meditations I do create are based around emotion and giving people the space to hold in that frequency for enough time for the circuits to wire and fire together to build that comfort level, almost letting it re-imprint on you so that you can activate it at will and also live in it just more naturally and freely um, all the time. Absolutely. Well, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, for sure. I would say the best place um, would be on Instagram at Purely Being and on Spotify, Purely Being Guided Meditations. Um, and then, of course, I have my website, purelybeing.com. Basically, everything is Purely Being. Um, and that's where you can sign up for my newsletter. I send that out every week and also find my course, um, Manifest You, which is really all about finding that home frequency, like getting the inside right so the outside falls into place by kind of leveraging your energy and tapping into your highest self. So all that can be found um, on my website. But yeah, Instagram is probably where I'm updating people the most about like what's new. Oh, a new meditation dropped and this is what it is. And so, yeah, you can find me there. Definitely want to check out your course. That's Yeah, that's I was like, we have to do that. <laughs> yeah, if you like manifestation yeah. and you like Joe Dispenza, like this is – this is like my life's work, it feels like, just helping people tap into that version of themselves, like who are you if you're not afraid, and kind of creating this like archetypal blueprint of the true you is what I call it, and like how does that you feel, like what are they eating, like we even do a closet clean out at one point, you know, like anything that, the, you know, the biggest, most powerful, joyful version of you would not wear, like that that has to go, cleaning your news feeds and yeah, I, I get really excited about all that kind of stuff. Oh, I do too. I'm I'm sitting here like, oh, I, I can't wait to report back. I'm going to take it and let everyone know yeah, how it is. Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah. And I, I can totally create um, a 10% off code for your listeners too and for you guys as well. I'll make one called um, Sisters, I think. <laughs> it's probably what I'll call it. Like, oh, sisters. I love that. Um, Thank you. And you can get 10% off. Yeah. That would Thank be, yeah, especially this time of year, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year. People yeah. are starting to think about fresh and new and how can I start fresh? And that's a great, that's a great thing. So they can check out your um, manifest you and use code sisters and get a discount. So that's really exciting. Course, Thank you. Of course. So we like to kind of end the podcast with two things. Um, the first one is we kind of ask um, people we interview, what is a mantra that you are living by right now? Maybe like this week or just something you're kind of focusing on? Yeah, I have kind of a random one, but it, it is the one that I'm focusing on the most. And it's, I am an independently excellent entity. And it, it's kind of a random thing to say, but um, it's basically like me kind of disentangling from um, seeing myself through other people's eyes, like especially like strangers and stuff, you know, you're walking down the street and I'm like, well, like maybe they think this outfit is like weird or something like that. And I, then I repeat my mantra, I am an independently excellent entity. And it's kind of like giving myself permission to be weird, you know, to do my chanting in public and wear neon colors and skip and stuff like that. It's like giving myself permission to diverge from the herd and be like my own weird thing. 
wherever I go. So that's kind of the mantra that helps me unlock from that feeling of being judged or afraid to be myself. Um, But one of my go-tos that's just like on all the time is everything is always working out for me. And so when good things happen, I kind of mark that, yeah, everything's working out for me. But if something goes off course or not how I expected or wanted, I keep saying that again, like this is, you know, that whole idea of a blessing in in disguise or like the Dalai Lama says, sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck. And that's definitely proved true time and time again in my life. And so just tapping into that reminder of like everything is always working out for me, even these dark nights of the soul, even feeling like absolute, you know, crap. Um, it's often like some of the biggest breakthroughs and that's when your gifts get revealed. That's when you get your life on track and rooted in the direction it was meant to be on. Um, so really just seeing that everything is working for you, not against you. Wow. Both of those are amazing. I think we can I all love use that. both of those. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. Thank wow. You. Yes. Thank you so much. Those are both amazing. I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to start adding that to my daily, yes. my daily mantra. Oh, do so. It's so important. You know, like we really are in a time of awakening where everything is shifting. Like we're all going to that next level of kind of meta human. And as your frequency raises, it kind of stirs up anything that's no longer in alignment with that higher frequency you're at. So sometimes it can feel like more chaotic and like your mind could feel more negative than usual, but really what you're being given is the opportunity to witness, heal, transmute, and alchemize those energies and those thoughts. And so, yeah, it's just more important than ever to kind of have those go-to mantras in your back pocket. Because like I said, when your frequency is low, we don't have access to all those bright, beautiful thoughts of like, oh, life is good and it's all working out. So if you have those mantras in your back pocket, then Um, you'll be able to pull them out even when you're feeling a little bit low. And they might sound a little brittle and not completely true, but if you just kind of like hold hold on with that that little light in the distance of like everything's working out for me, like one day I'll look back and like thank this moment or this time in my life. Um, I actually started a new practice last month where I pick four affirmations and I write them down in a list every single day. And then I try to also speak them out loud if I'm just driving around in my car And so I did one set last month and then I just started a new one this month. And it is crazy because sometimes like when I'm just driving around aimlessly thinking like those are the things that, you know, my inner voice says. And I just catch myself being like, oh, like there's my affirmation. So I'll have to add um, those two to January's list. Oh, that's so amazing. I, I love to hear that. And it is true. It's kind of almost like crazy how we can rewire our brains and our beliefs, you know, in the same way that you might have been programmed to be really hard on yourself, you can program yourself to be really like graceful and compassionate. And, you know, as it is within, so it is without. So as you do that for yourself, now when someone makes a mistake in front of you or hurts you, you just have that grace and compassion for them too. It really, like the good just gets better. So it's definitely like worth turning in that direction of a little more love, a little more compassion. Um, for yourself, for others, wherever you can, makes a difference. So the last thing that we like to do to end each episode is a would you rather. Bird and I are always asking each other a would you rather. So we thought it would be fun to ask our guests. I love that. Um, So this, this week is would you rather travel through time or travel through space? Oh, 
You know, I'm going to have to say space. I am like obsessed with the idea of teleportation. Like all my friends in the tech industry, I'm like, okay, guys, like when are you going to figure this out? Like I need to be able to teleport to different places, you know, in the world, in the galaxy. And honestly, I believe we can, you know, bilocate energetically as well. Um, But yeah, traveling through space, um, that sounds exciting to me because I'm very much, I'm in the now, but I'd love to be everywhere in the now. (laughs) Oh gosh, I don't, I'm trying to think. If I if I had that mindset, I would 100% say space as well. And I, but like you know, just me, I'm thinking, I'd love to travel through time and see. But I also don't know if I would like. I want to live any anywhere except for like the now, because now we're focusing on living in the now. So I think I would have to say. I don't know. That's really hard. Maybe space as well. I feel like it would be so interesting and and like life changing and. I couldn't think of a more like quiet, peaceful place to meditate than in space. I bet it's very calm. Yeah, so very quiet. I'll go with you on the space. All right. Well, we're three for three because I would definitely say space too. I, If I had to pick a superpower, it would always be to teleport so I could come see you, Bird, in Hawaii. Like such a practical superpower. Oh, yeah. It's the best. That would That would be amazing. Yeah, if we were all just so connected so quickly, I'd be like, Allie, come here right now. So I definitely agree. Well, Lucy, thank you so much for joining us today. This was just the best conversation. I felt like I was just sitting here the whole time, just wide-eyed, like, yes, yes. I had the best time, too. I would just love to, like, hang out with you girls in person, honestly. Like, you you are my people. I can can feel it. You know, it's like a a frequency recognition, and I, I feel that. Um, not often when I go out, but you know it when you feel it, when it's like, okay, this is soul family that I'm meeting right here. And I definitely feel that with both of you. And so maybe we'll all meet up in Hawaii one day and then not too Yes, yes, please. I would, I would, I would love it. I would love it. I would love that. Are you, where, you're in Canada, right? Canada, um, about four hours east of Vancouver in British Columbia. Yeah. Okay. There's lots of snow outside my window right now, but it's it's very beautiful. Yeah. Well, we'll have to definitely uh, meet up and plan a Hawaii trip so you can escape the cold. (laughs) Here for it. (laughs) Yes. Come see me. Well, thank you so much. And we've just enjoyed this and thank you for being willing to talk with us. And I think this is going to be really insightful. I think that's what people need to hear, you know, so I hope it reaches the right audience and we're just super grateful. So thank you again. Thank you guys so much.